0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Encouraging Others Via Faith. I am your host, Naida Alvarado. Thank you for tuning in this morning. God is so good. I glorify His name and worship Him and adore Him and give Him all the glory and the praise and the honor that is due to Him for He is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, I would like to start with a verse from 2 Corinthians 5.17, and it reads like this, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Thank you, Father God. I would like to begin with a prayer this morning, and I just want to thank the Lord for giving me this opportunity to uh, be able to do this study. The Excellent Wife uh, by Martha Peace. And I pray that this uh, study will encourage the women that are listening to this podcast at the sound of my voice um, will help them in their relationship with their husbands that as they seek and continually seek God intimately that their relationship with their husbands will um, go deeper and intimate. With their spouse, Father God, that they will be able to grow with their spouses, Lord, that they will be able to uh, communicate with their husbands and allow them, Lord, to love on them, so that they may understand, Father God, um, our heart as women, Father God, we have been created differently from for men. We are more the nurturer and the loving creatures, and the men are stronger, and 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 they thrive by by. Uh, respect and so help us lord to learn how to love our husbands properly and understand them lord as we seek to continue to run after you with our whole heart father god in jesus holy name and the excellent wife uh book by martha peace you can find it on amazon if you haven't ordered it yet also you can order the study guide that uh Goes along with the Excellent Wife uh, study. And all the rights and copyrights of this book do belong to Martha Peace. I also want to mention that uh, copyrights also belong to Professor Dr. Stuart Scott from the Biblical Counseling of Southern Seminary and Boyce College in Louisville, Kentucky. Thank you, Father God. And I would like to begin on chapter. Uh, four, page 27 of the Excellent Wife book. And it begins with this uh, reference. The concepts in this chapter have been adapted with permission from material by Dr. Stuart Scott, professor of biblical counseling of Southern Seminary and Boys College in Louisville, Kentucky. In counseling women, I frequently hear the complaint. I have a problem with the relationship. Or, I need help to know what to do about a particular relationship. Her relationship problem may be with her mother, her brother, her child, her friend, her pastor, her co-worker, or her husband. As a counselor, I look for examples from scripture that will help the wife to see a godly pattern or relationships for her to follow. By far the best example we have of this pattern is found in the Trinity. The members of the triune Godhead are living examples to us of a perfect relationship. God designed relationships. He walked with Adam in the cool of the day. He took Enoch to be with him. He bestowed on Noah his favor. He ate with, talked with, and made a covenant with Abraham. He comforted Hagar in the desert and gave her hope. He providentially brought Joseph to Egypt and prepared him for a future day. He even let Moses see his glory in a roundabout way. He made David a king and gave him a whole heart for God. And he provided the means for sinful men to be reconciled to a right relationship with him through the atoning work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Shortly before his arrest and crucifixion, Jesus prayed to the Father for those who would eventually put their faith and trust in him. He based his prayer on the work that he was about to do on their behalf on the cross and how that would glorify the Father. He prayed that God would sanctify them in the truth. And Jesus prayed that believers would become one with God, that they may all be one, even as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that thou didst send me. John 1721 emphasis on this verse Jesus also prayed that believers would have perfect and complete unity in their relationships with each other and the glory which thou hast given me I have given to them that they may be one just as we are one I in them and thou in me that they may be perfect in unity that the world may know that thou didst send me and that didst love them as thou didst love me John 17:23 emphasis added on this verse All Christian men and women supernaturally have the positional unity Jesus prayed for in John 17 If they are husband and wife they are also united by God into one flesh Genesis 2:24 <clears throat> The Hebrew word one is ekad which means one alike all together or all at once the very same word is used in deuteronomy 6 4 the lord is one the other words somehow god makes the husband and wife into one as the trinity is one a compound unity the unity god intends for people to have in relationships is possible only through jesus christ much of what was lost at the fall of man can be regained in union with Christ. Only in Christ can the relationship of a husband and a wife be godly, good and righteously intimate. The Godhead's relationship is our model of relationships. From eternity past God Trinity, He has set the pattern for relationships. The relationship within the Trinity is intimate and close. As there is harmony in the Godhead, there can be harmony in a marriage relationship. Let me read that again. As there is harmony in the Godhead, there can be harmony in a marriage relationship. God intends and desires for us to experience it. We are to look to God for His perfect pattern. Please excuse me while I take a drink of water because my throat is feeling a little dry. I apologize. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let me leave off on the God intends and desires for us to experience it. We are to look to God for this perfect pattern. Within the Trinity, there are certain ingredients that blend together to comprise their perfectly harmonious and intimate relationship. These ingredients are the godly character qualities that each member of the trinity inherently possesses. God intended for man to have many of these same characteristics. Unfortunately, though, sinful man has perverted each and every godly characteristic originally given to Adam and Eve. As you study the following comparison chart, you can readily see how man's relationship with man so easily breaks down. So, on page 29, there's a chart. And one column is, is named characteristics of the Trinity result in perfect harmony and intimacy. The second column to your right, characteristics of a fallen man result in lack of harmony and intimacy. So I'm going to read um, all the way down to number nine. Each column has nine characteristics of the Trinity and the characteristics of fallen man number one the Trinity tender compassionate and merciful number two fallen man not gentle unmerciful, and cruel number two the Trinity open and transparent number two fallen man close private and self-protective number three the Trinity goodness towards the other shown by glorifying the other fallen man number three malice towards the other shown in tearing the other down to build up self. Number four, the Trinity, love, sacrificial actions for the other. Fallen man, number four, self-seeking, actions for self. The Trinity, number five, perfect communion, communication with each other. Fallen man, number five, hurt each other by communicating biblically. The Trinity, number six, honest and truthful commitment to a righteous standard. Fallen man number 6, Deceitful, Lying, and Committed to Self. The Trinity number 7, Perfect Knowledge and Understanding of Each Other. Fallen man number 7, Limited Knowledge and Revelation of Each Other. The Trinity number 8, Reliable and Faithful in Their Relationship. Fallen man number 8, Unreliable, Unfaithful, and Lacking in Trust due to the Conditional Basis of the Relationship. If you will, then I will. The Trinity, number nine. When working on a task, there is order, purpose, and voluntary subordination of the Son and Spirit to the Father. No power play over my rights. Fallen man, number nine. Likely to manipulate with anger, tears, threats to have own way, may desperately cling to my rights. Page 30. As you can see, the Trinity has perfect unity and harmony. In fact, the three members of the Godhead are so interrelational that they appear to be one person, when in truth they are three. Since the three members of the Godhead are perfect example, are our perfect example, take some time to read carefully the following explanation of how the members of the Trinity, Trinity relate to one another. The Trinity is a relationship in which three eternal persons, each being perfect in character and totally equal in being power and glory, reveal, know, and love each other tenderly and perfectly for the other's good within the context of an eternal commitment. When they decide to set and accomplish a goal for the purpose of order and economy, God the Son and God the Spirit voluntarily subordinate themselves to God the Father in order to function according to their perfect plans. As they work together, they are totally unified in desire, thought, and in action until the goal's completion. Thus they are plurality within a unity. Husbands and wives will do well to learn from God's pattern and strive to achieve, by God's grace, these same character traits. This, again, is God's golden desire for us. Ephesians 5, to 33 Take special note of how how much godly love there is within the Trinity. Also, notice their humility. Even though they are equal in being, the Son and the Spirit voluntarily submit themselves to the Father. They communicate intimately with each other. There is no confusion, but only harmony and perfect unity. Perfect unity is God's norm within the Trinity. What, however, is God's norm for mankind within relationships? God's norm for man within relationships is to be like and act like the Lord Jesus Christ. We have already seen that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, that they, that they believers, may be one just as we are one, I in them, and thou in me, and that they may be perfect in unity. John seventeen, twenty-two to 23 emphasis added on this verse. Our Lord's prayer for us have not ceased. Hence also, He is able to save forever those who draw near to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. Hebrews seven twenty-five. In order to be perfected in unity, you must stop asking yourself questions like, What will it do for me? or what will i get out of it or how will it meet my desires needs instead ask yourself how we can glorify god or how how can we walk in pleasing man in a pleasing manner with god and join him as we go let your ambition be like paul's which was to be pleasing to him 2 Corinthians 5.9 In fact, Paul felt so strongly about pleasing God that he described his entire purpose in life with the words, To live is Christ. Philippians 1.21 We naturally exalt ourselves, and when we do, we are like the Chaldean, King Belshazzar, to whom God said to the prophet Daniel, You have exalted yourself against the Lord of heaven, the God in whose hand are your life breath and your ways, You have not glorified. Daniel 5.23 Shortly after the warning, Balthasar looked on in terror as a hand sent from God wrote an inscription on the wall. The inscription told of the impending end to Balthasar's kingdom. Later that night, Balthasar was slain. Was it a worse effort, worse affront to God when King Balthasar did not glorify him than when we do not? I think not. God wants us to glorify and serve Him now, to think and act like the Lord Jesus Christ would, and to active, actively participate in the process of becoming conformed to the image of His Son. Romans 8, 29. Also see Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. God wants us to stop living for ourselves, to stop destroying relationships, and to start living for Him. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth saying, That they who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. 2 Corinthians 5.15 Emphasis on this verse. It is easy to live for yourself, but ultimately unfulfilling and empty. You may be thinking, I'm willing to work at having a close relationship with my husband, but he is not. If he is unwilling to communicate or is cruel and yet you respond in a godly manner, You will be suffering for righteousness' sake, and God will meet your needs. God is the one to look to you. For more information on a husband's sinning, see chapter 14. As you look to God and desire to have a normal relationship with your husband, you must become like and act like Jesus. For more information on becoming like Jesus, see chapter 5. In order to be like Christ, you must think as well as act like Christ. To accomplish this goal, your motivation must change from what can I get out of this to what can I give? 1 Corinthians 13, 5. Philippians 2, verses 2 through 3. Hence, you should expect no thanks or, no, or recognition. You are just doing your minimal duty to God. Jesus compared us to the slave who was only doing what he ought. Luke 17, verse 10. Emphasis on this verse. So you too, when you do all the things which are commanded, you say, We are unworthy slaves. We have done only that which we ought to have done. Page 32 Giving of yourself to your husband is not going above and beyond the call of duty. It is only doing as you ought. You ought to be kind to your husband. You ought to be open, transparent, and honest with him. Perhaps you struggle with openness, transparency, and honesty. If you do, the reason is... That a a sinful man seeks to be isolated, seeks to be in control, seeks to hide, cover up from hurt, pain, seeks to be self-protective, tends to be self-focused. Because our natural tendency is to to self, it is important to be daily in God's word which is living and active and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of your heart. Hebrews 4.12 Adaptation added the Holy Spirit will use the Holy Word of God to convict you at your deepest level so that your motivation in your relationship with your husband may be for the glory of God instead of self. In your relationship with your husband, God wants you to communicate and love and experience a righteous intimacy through sharing thoughts, present, present and future desires, aspirations, goals, struggles and spiritual insights. He wants you to be open. Honest and transparent. Your words are to be edifying, your task sacrificial, your motive for the glory of God. Remember that your pattern for oneness is the Trinity. He wants you to be not only like the Lord Jesus, but He also wants you to help your husband become as much like Him as is possible. Your becoming more and more like Jesus is the process of a progressive sanctification you and your Christian husband helping each other become more like Jesus is the process of mutual sanctification. Sanctification, mutual sanctification, I explain in the next chapter. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. Thank you, Father. Now, let us move on to the study uh, journal. To... uh, Lesson number four, chapter four, a wife's understanding of relationships, God's pattern. Number one, according to John seventeen twenty one, what did the Lord Jesus pray and ask the Father regarding future believers' oneness with God? The answer to that is to be one with him and God. Number two. Jesus also prayed that believers would have perfect and complete unity with each other according to John 17 verses 22 to 23. What was his purpose in this particular request? He wanted to make sure we knew he was sent by our Father God so we may want we may be one with him and he one with us. <coughs> Excuse me number three what is the Hebrew word for one what does it mean see the second full paragraph on page 28 in the excellent (coughs) wife thank you Lord Um, the word one in the Hebrew is "ikad," which means one flesh alike all together all at once. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. And also on uh, number uh, number two, I wanted to add to that um, to the answer. Also, God wants us to have perfect unity. Number four, the same Hebrew word for one is used in Deuteronomy 6:4. How is it used there? The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Number five, what is the model of relationships that God intends for believers to follow? The members of the triune Godhead are living examples to us of a perfect relationship. Number six, on page 29 in the book, read the list that compares characteristics of the Trinity to the characteristics of fallen man. As you read the characteristics of fallen man, prayerfully consider the ones of which you are personally guilty. List them here. So this is something that you're going to be doing on your own. And um, ask the Spirit of God to reveal to you which one of these um, are you struggling with. And write them down on the empty space below chapter 6. Take time now to pray and confess these sins to God. Plan a time to show these to your husband and ask for forgiveness. At this time, it would probably be better not to bring up his shortcomings unless he does. Later on, you will be better prepared to confront him with this sin. For now, concentrate on getting the beam out of your own eye. God will help you and give you grace if you humble yourself in this way. Amen. Number seven, what does God expect from people within relationships? How are they to act? See the last paragraph on page 30. God's norm for man within relationship is to be like and act like the Lord Jesus Christ. Number eight, list the questions in the last paragraph that begins on page 30 that you must stop asking yourself and also those that you should start asking yourself. You should not ask, what will it do for me? What will I get out of it? How will it meet my desires? What you should ask is how can we glorify God how can we walk in pleasing in a pleasing manner with God enjoying him as we go? Number 9. According to 2 Corinthians 5:15, for whom we are we no longer live. And for whom are we to live? Number 1. We are not to live for ourselves. Number 2. We are to live for Christ. Number 10. According to the last paragraph on page 32, how does God want you to communicate with your husband? How might you experience a righteous intimacy with your husband? What should be your motive? God wants us to communicate in love and experience a righteous intimacy through the sharing thoughts, present and future desires, aspirations, goals, struggles, and spiritual insights. Motives for the glory of God. The motives got to be for the glory of God. And number 11, what is your prayer? In number 11, you're going to write your own prayer in regards to uh, what you want the Lord to do in you in regards to this chapter, which is a wise understanding of relationship. What do you want? What is your desire? What do you want God to do? in your life or develop in your life to have a better intimate relationship not only with God but with your husband as well and this concludes um, the Excellent excellent Wife's uh, Guidebook to uh, Chapter 4 A Wife's Understanding of Relationships God's Pattern Father God I just want to thank you Lord for another uh, day to be able to bring this study guide to the women of God on how to have a better relationship with their husbands. But not not only with their husbands, but to have a better and intimate and deeper relationship with you first, my Lord, so that their relationship with their husbands may grow by leaps and bounds, Father God, in Jesus' holy name. I pray that you bless each and every woman at the sound of my voice that is, has tuned into this podcast for this study today, that you would bless them with a new level of understanding of your word, of discernment, and a new fresh anointing, Father God, so that they may continue to grow not only intimately, intimately with you, Lord, but that they will continue to grow as they read the word, that was inspired by your spirit, O God, so that their mind may be renewed and refreshed, Father God, as they continue to seek you and seek to have a better relationship, a better and intimate and deeper relationship with their spouse. Help them not to have a judgmental heart, but to be humbled and loving towards their husbands. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Once again, thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Encouraging Others Via Faith. Again, if you uh, desire prayer or you have a question in regards to today's study, feel free to send me an email at encouraging underscore words at hotmail.com. That is capital E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-I-N-G underscore words, capital W o r at hotmail.com God bless everyone have a wonderful day and have a safe 4th of July weekend Um, this uh, episode will be uh, released um, a week after the last episode which should have been aired this past Wednesday but due to Um, my vehicle accident I have been taking a break but I'm also in my time of resting I'm taking the time to record these and have them uh, scheduled to be released at a specific time but praise God that um, this uh, podcast will continue in Jesus name and I'm so blessed for each and every one of you that have tuned in or are tuning in take care and have a blessed day bye-bye